I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Michael, Ghost of Michael Landon, I cannot fucking defend you in this one, dude. You're on your own. <laughs> Welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. I need a little more pep than that, Jen. Okay, let me take some Advil. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're actually hearing the pill bottle. Like this is <laughs> I have I've fucked up my knee. What'd you do? Oh. This is quality. People are paying for this. <laughs> well, if I don't take this dose, then it'll be too late. I have to take another one before I go to bed. So you're really on an Advil regimen. Yeah. Yep. What did you do? It's just like that old injury I used Were to you have. Out at I the aggravated beach? it. No, this was before that. I aggravated it when I during the move sometime. Uh. Like just from lifting stuff and going up and down steps and like you know. Yeah, how, like, when you're moving, you're, like, in weird positions and, like, you know what I mean? You're not in proper lifting positions ever. You're, like... And we're that age now where you do one thing yeah. outside of your... Well, I think it was, like, I was putting furniture together, so you're, like, up and down, off the floor, like, a thousand times. And I think that had a lot to do with it. It was just... And then it was, like, worn out, and then I was, like, working out with it, and then it got worse, and then it got better, and now it's worse again because I was doing a lot of walking around over the weekend. Okay. Like, six miles. All right, are you done whining? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, guys. So today we're talking about Little House on the Prairie Season 3. No. Little House <sighs> on the Prairie Season 5, Episode 22, is it, Jen? Yes. 22. <sighs> Someone please love me. Jen? While out of town for some business on the purchase of new horses for his farm, Charles spends increasing amount of time with the Harpers. The family patriarch is an emotionally unstable man who uses alcohol to cope with the death of his oldest son. His wife and remaining two children find solace in Charles' kind friendship, and he soon feels obligated to help them heal somehow. Yeah, I'm not happy about this. Cheating Charles is bad. There's, there's at least seven grave errors that Charles makes. I will go through each one of them. So this is written by Michael Landon. Shocking. Not shocking at uh -huh. all. And directed uh -huh. by William Claxton. I have an index card. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> Are you going to talk about William Claxton? I have an index card on William Claxton, because we don't really oh. know about him. So I thought we well, might have an index card. At least we're getting it out of the way, and That's I true. can go the whole episode without hearing your index That's card. That's true. Who was William Claxton? Right. I say was because he's dead. William F. Claxton was born in 1914 and died in 1996. He was born in Los Angeles. He got his start as an editor in Hollywood in the 1940s. Buckle up. During World War II, uh -oh. Claxton served in the U.S. Signal Corps as a captain and worked uh -huh. under Frank Capra on the Ooh. Why We Fight series. Wow. How do you work for Frank Capra? And then go to this And then bullshit. make fucking God Sister, direct God Sister. Did he direct God's sister? Uh, no, he sure. Oh. oh, your shop teacher wrote it. Yes. But Claxton, <laughs> Claxton directed how, it. Right? How does that happen? He also worked with Dr. Seuss in the animation film department of the U.S. Army. I thought wow. that was pretty interesting. 
Uh, side note about Dr. Seuss did some real racist shit. We, in we already, guys. Uh, we've already talked about that. Claxton's so, dictor- yeah. di- directorial debut was 1951's All That I Can Have. He did other medium budget films through the 50s. I feel like, why would you want that on your list? I did medium why budget films. Why would you films. call it a medium budget? I don't know. Okay. God is My Partner and Desire in the Dust. But he's best known for directing TV for Bonanza, Little House on the Prairie, and Highway to Heaven. Oh boy, I, I'm sensing a pattern there. So Michael Landon was his cash cow. He probably found a, dire- a director that he could control. Like, that's probably what it was. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jen, I did a deep dive on some of the books that the cast members have written. Because we have reached 50 patrons oh, and we right. are giving away the book. Finally. So we are giving away Confessions of a Prairie Bitch. We have a winner. We're not announcing it publicly yet because we need to contact them, make sure that they still give a shit. They probably don't even remember <laughs> right. the book. Um, and, and they will claim it, and then we can announce it. But we are thrilled to give that book away. Anyway, as you know, I got the, the advanced copy of Carolyn's book. Yes. Was not flattering to my man, Michael Lee. I'm not surprised at that at all. So I started... Doing a deep dive into Goodreads. Okay. okay. You have to go on there and read some of the reviews of Mary's book. Mary wrote a book? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. First of all, Jen, the title, of course, it's a pun on vision. Oh, no. It's the way I see it. Oh, God. That's a terrible, like, you could do a good pun on vision. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm going to read one review that sums it up. Okay. Whoa. Wow. In a word, craptacular. This book was majorly disappointing. After reading Melissa Gilbert and Alison Arngram's books, I have to rate this one fifth. Yes, fifth place (laughs) out of three books. It's that bad. I'm guessing the actresses that played Carrie and perhaps the dog who played Jack would be better reads than this waste of time, money, and effort. Hey, can you can you write Jack? Can you ghostwrite Jack's biography? <laughs> Jenny, I don't know what I would do if I got that kind of a review know, right? on one of my books. If somebody called it craptacular. I feel I like know. you'd know if you're that bad, don't you? No, you don't. What am I saying? No, no, you don't. Mm-mm. All right, can we start So this? anyway, just an aside, we will be giving away the book. And... Back to your index card, Jenny. Is it over? It's over. Index card done. Index, Complete. We need, like, index card and music. Okay. Stop. Okay. Should I do it like a telegram? Stop. <laughs> index card over. He's Stop. best known for directing Little House on the Prairie, Bonanza, and Highway, on Heaven. Stop. Highway to Heaven. Stop. <laughs> All right, Jen. We open on a blacksmith. Just blacksmithing like you do. And Charles comes by to see the dude. His name is Sandy, and his boss is Gargan. Yes. Now, I was hoping we were going to call him Gargoyle. Is Gargan the... I don't know why. He's the money dude? He's the dude collecting the money? Yeah. That Gargoyle, dude is Gen X as fuck. Gargamel, I would have went for. I thought they were making He's, a drug deal. He's, like, he doesn't trust anything. He doesn't trust banks. He, he doesn't... Okay. I would say Gargan is smart. At this time, not trusting a bank is smart. Correct. Yes. They were not insured so, at this time. Gargan is, he's like all, Jenny's right, he's like all Gen X. He's bolting all the doors shut and counting his money. And I wrote, if you ask me, this dude is smart, not like Toby No, just roaming around and waiting to get robbed. Yeah, and banks folded all the time at this time. Oh, Toby No is a total boomer then. Okay. He would be like, like if we're comparing them to generations, Toby No would be like, I trust and love society, so I could walk around two grand in my pocket. Yeah, he's screwed. Yep. Mm -hmm. So Charles tells Gargan he's come for the money. Apparently he's got to do some business for this dude. And Gargan gives Charles $250 cash money and wants him to go to Harper's. Which is like carrying around like six grand. It's a lot of money to just have in your pocket. Okay. I once had $20,000 in In cash. In cash in my car. Oh, that's awesome. Let me tell you. I don't know what you were doing. We were building our house. And I had to pay for something really expensive in cash. Who? What and shady so, fucking deal 
made you pay cash. But Jenny, I live in the country. This is how it works. Was it like for like a septic or a well or it something? It was for our septic and well, and a family friend did it, so I paid him in cash. So oh, this is sounding even shadier. D- I drove to the bank and took a, like an advance out on the mortgage or whatever, yeah. right? I didn't just have 20 grand, guys. Right. That was the most terrifying drive. It was like three miles, and I was like, oh, my God, if my car careens off the road, I like, I will never be able to recoup this money. Like, I had a I will check never that I was taking it. in my closing that was freaking me out. Because I'm like, if the check vanishes, like, it's going to take them so long to, yeah. like, cancel the check and, like, reissue it. Like, mm-hmm. then this thing will be done and over. Yep, 100%. So Charles is, but, like, Charles is confident. He's got that confidence. He's like, nobody's going to fuck with me. Yeah. So he's going to Harper's and he's going to buy some horses. And I wrote, Gargan is real leery of bankers and refuses to get a bank check. Yep. Cut to Charles in some town. Do we wait know minute, what town? There was a part, though, that I really appreciated. When they, he was yelling at the blacksmith that worked for him. So he's like, I do you want to want it good or do you want it fast? And I'm like, that reminds me of the, the technology triangle. So there's three sides to a triangle. One is good, one is cheap, and one is quick. So, like, do you want it good, cheap, or quick? You could pick two. Oh, (laughs) you only get to pick two? You can't have all three. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, like, if you want it good and cheap, then it's not going to be quick. If you want it good, then it's not... If you want it good and quick, then it's not going to be cheap. So, So I feel like in academia, the triangle would be agonizingly slow, overthought... (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of a third. Okay. So, Charles is going to town. Do we know what town this is? I think is? it's Mankato, but I'm not positive. I've never seen it. They don't say. It It looked like when you go to San Diego and you go to Old Town, that's what it looked okay. like. Maybe they shot it on location in San Diego. I doubt it. Anyway, he heads into a building where randomly some guy is reading a book called The Bleeding Hand Strikes Back. What's the deal with that? Do you know? I don't know. You're the book expert. Ugh, Pause. Um, we're back. I cannot find it as a real book. If it was, it's probably one of those books that was like popular in 1975. Oh, like the Penny Dreadfuls or like the, yeah. No, like in 1975. Oh, well, like why when would this they, was filmed. Why would they do that? It was probably that? popular for like 10 minutes. So why would they, okay. Maybe it was like a, a call to somebody, like a wink, okay. wink, like All an right. Let's move on. This is boring. Okay. So the dude tells Charles, Harper is in the salon. I wrote, here we go. Or saloon, I'm sorry. Here we go. Will we see Edwards? It would be really different if he was in drunk? the salon. <laughs> Paul would be in the salon. Edwards would be in the saloon. He finds Mr. Harper, and he's drunk, and I'm just going to describe this as I see it. There is a very sexy woman petting him. Is this a dude from the love boat? No, but he looks he like looks him. He looks like him. You know who it is? Who? For my Days fans out there, it's Ernesto Toscano. I knew he was on oh, Days, and I knew he was a villain. He kidnapped Bo Brady and was a notorious enemy of Victor Kiriakis. I just wrote, is this the murdered guy from the love boat? He does look like Bob Crane. He does. But he's, I looked him up and he's just been in everything. He looks just like Like Bob Crane. He's literally been in a hundred shows. So you probably have seen him from something. So I'm going to call him Harper throughout. Okay. Okay. So Harper... Charles goes over, he's like, dude, I'm here to do business with you. Like, you should have gotten a call about me. And Harper's like, why don't you stay at my house tonight, dude? Like, it's just weird. Why would you invite a stranger to your house? Yeah, it's bad. Jenny, when somebody delivers your groceries, are you like, why don't you stay over? Nope. No. No. Unless, I just had, you know. I just had Ty deliver it, and I didn't invite them to stay. Yeah, Drew, good point. (laughs) All right. So cut to the evening, and now Charles is still sitting out the outside of the saloon, waiting for Harper because God forbid he goes in and gets him. Everyone knows this drunk friend. Everyone that you're knows sitting this there waiting friend. for, and they're off somewhere getting drunk. Um, I'm married to this person. <laughs> How many times have you seen me try to get Timmy to exit something? <laughs> Just the other day, we were somewhere, and I couldn't get him to leave. Okay, but it's usually because he's yapping. Yeah. So, um, Mr. Harper is, like, off in the background. Charles hears him, and he's all drunk. He's wasted. 
he's wasted and he's giving away horses to some woman. Just he's like, away. you want a horse? I'll give you all the horses. It was really bad. So Charles goes over to him and guys, Harper doesn't even remember him. He's blackout from like drunk. an hour. He's ago. totally blackout drunk. Yep. He can barely walk. Charles gets him home. They fall. He falls inside of his house. Knocks over. I mean, no judgment there. Everyone's had that moment. But it sounds like this guy. This happens like twice a week. His wife is at the top of the stairs, and she is pissed. I just have who Did is you this see crazy poltergeist? I just have who is this crazy poltergeist woman? Yes, right? she was scary looking. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So she's super pissed, guys, and her name is Leslie. And Leslie tells Charles, "I'm used to this shit. I know who I married." Okay. All right. But now we're going to get that. But Go it sounds like he wasn't always like this. So she got a bait right. and switch. Yeah. Yeah. So that sentence doesn't make sense. Like maybe if she said, I know who I'm married to. Yeah. It's different than I know who I married. Yeah. Because it doesn't sound exactly. like she married this guy. Right. Right. The next morning we see some real annoying kids. And Jenny, I got like a Jenny vibe off of them because they're playing witch and they're riding around on okay. a bro. And I feel like this would be you. Like, you'd be playing the occult when you were little. Probably. Yeah. I mostly played a witch when I was a teenager. But, yeah. Okay. Charles comes downstairs and, Jen, he wants his coffee. He is, like, he just loves his coffee. Like, that's his vice. That's a pretty good vice. Right? Yeah. And then, when, in reality, Michael Landon had many more vices. Right. I have a question about the kids. Is yes. that Alicia? Yep. Oh my god. Yep. Okay. That's weird. I'll get there. I'll get there. Okay, so Charles tells Leslie he is responsible for getting Harper drunk. And I wrote, Jesus Christ, his virtue is annoying sometimes. Yes, it really is. Like, why are you taking responsibility for getting her husband drunk? He just falls on any sword that's laying around. Yeah, he makes swords up. <laughs> Is there a sword swords. over there? I'll fall on that sword. <laughs> oh, you know what we need? The Link, the Zelda music when a sword is found. Yeah. Do, 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 so he's falling on I this sword of this guy drinking for some reason. Yeah, we don't know why, guys. So, Leslie says, don't make excuses for him. Most nights he doesn't come home at all. All right. Good. Outside, the kids are in a bitter battle <laughs> over the broom. <laughs> The girl's name is Samantha, and it's Alicia. I like what the fuck, man. You can't just do that all the time. Why are they being so lazy? Like they could have used. They have eighty-five extras when they're filming a scene in the school. Yeah. Just grab one of those people. We wouldn't have noticed. Well, but to be fair, in Michael Landon's defense, because you know he's in control of all this. Go on. <laughs> like you did. You there are twenty-four episodes a year, and you didn't watch it. You didn't binge watch stuff then. So, like, it would have been years before you saw her again, probably. Yeah, but still. Okay. And then you see her and you're like, wow, she's a good actress compared to Carrie. Yeah, she really is. Yep. Oof. Okay. All right. So, Charles decides, the kids get yelled at, whatever. Whatever. Tom and Samantha, their names are. (laughs) Charles decides to take a walk around the property while he's waiting for Harper to wake up. The kids follow him. Jen, do you love when kids follow you around in the morning and ask questions? Nope. No. Charles starts eyeing up some cows. There's a ton of cows. Why is there so many cows? I hate cows. Like, here's the thing, guys. I'm real confused because this house looks like it could be in upstate Connecticut. So my whole thing is I feel like this house looks too modern. Yes. They're in some other location. Like, this is a location we've never seen. And I feel like the set's not right. Yes, I agree, 100%. It's definitely too modern. It doesn't feel right. The house looks too modern. It looks like something you'd see in upstate Connecticut. It's not a farmhouse. Yeah, I agree. So if this is a big cattle ranch, they would have like a more, like a farmhouse. I don't know. I feel like you could have a house like this on a cattle ranch, but it just, it seems too update. Like, it seems too new. Like, not new, like now, but like like past the 1800s. I agree, and I even felt that way about the town scene. Yeah. That's why I don't think it was Mankato. Okay. We should look up, like, if only we had a machine at our disposal where we could look things up. 
and see where this was filmed. Uh, maybe we, I can work okay. on that between all, all right. the other stuff. Okay. So there's a whole conversation about calling the kids Sam and Tom. Like Charles is the first person ever to call Samantha Sam. It's Tom. And Tom is Tom. It's filler. And just like it's, Tom is... It's filler just like it's ironically filler right now in our podcast. Yes, it is. Tom is real hung up on gender norms. Yes. Yep. And he's like, but why are you calling her Sam? And Charles is like, well, why do you want to be a witch? Because only women are witches. Yep. They kind of mix up some gender roles there. He obviously never met any of Jenny's (laughs) ex-boyfriends when she was a teenager. Some male witches. The kids do say that their dad is sick and always falls down. Yep. Awesome. Inside, Harper is awake. Guys, I will, right off the top, I'm going to say, this episode was not great. Oh, oh I mean, it's not the did top. You, Why didn't you say that? Yeah, like but did you feel ago? like it was kind of boring? It was, it was, I'll get to it when we get to certain parts, but it was just written so that everyone could love Charles and, like, dote over Charles and, like, it's just, it's just so self-aggrandizing. Is that the right word I'm yes. looking for? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So inside, Harper's awake, and he talks about horses and how good-looking his horses are. Harper's drinking an Irish coffee, and he offers Charles some. Charles doesn't want any. Leslie comes in, and she's like, the kids are ready for the picnic. And Harper's like, fuck your children. I'm busy today. Like, leave me alone, bitch. Yeah, he's awful. And he says, I like how you just roll with it. Like, that's really what was said. (laughs) You're like, oh, yeah, that was bad. I mean, that's basically what he said. He says to Charles, isn't that just like a woman? Wants all the things money w- can buy. First of all, Leslie does not seem like she is a diva in any way. Oh. She reminds me of um, Almanzo's sister, Jane Wilder. Yes. That's who she reminds me Even of. Even when she, like, mm-hmm. dressed up, like, she had no hat on or, like, jewelry no. or, like, no. she's very plain still. She had, like, a couple ruffles. She, she's very much Car- Carolyn-esque. Yep. You know? Just not like as good, a natural not beauty. Not as good-looking as Carolyn, though. Right, but natural beauty doesn't need... She's not a Harriet. No. Okay? So, he's like, you know, why doesn't this woman understand? She wants all this money, but I have to work for it. Charles is like, uh, Uh, awkward. Awkward. Yeah. So then Charles makes what I'm calling mistake number one. Okay. He decides he will go on the picnic with the family. Cheating Charles is going to eat someone else's fried chicken. Jenny... (laughs) So he asked, did you get this, that he asked the kids to help him hitch up the team? Yep. And I just, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into the rage corner. Isn't there like a strongly worded statement corner? Yes. Go ahead. Why were you so angry and so mad when Carolyn did this exact same thing? With the handyman? Yes. Because Charles knew that he was way superior to that piece of shit. No. So you're saying Carolyn's not superior to this woman? He was like, if you're going to leave me, at least make it for somebody better than me. So you don't think this woman is better than Carolyn? Um, Or you think Carolyn would think this woman was better than her, so she'd be okay with it? I don't think so. uh, Sure. Okay. Yeah, you have no excuse. I have no excuse. Charles is doing the exact same thing. Michael, Ghost of Michael Landon. I cannot fucking defend you (laughs) in this one, dude. You're on your own. Okay, so they're chasing him around. We see them on the picnic. They're chasing Charles around. They're playing with them, rolling around on the ground. It's super hot. What? I have a question. Jay's raising her hand. Go ahead. Were people just more familiar with each other then? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you just met strangers, were you just, like, comfortable and familiar with them? Like, we don't, we'd be all weirdos now with this. I think children can be. Just like, weird. I've seen my kids do this kind of thing, where they hug strangers. Or, oh, nice. Good like job, we, Anne. We, Good job. We saw their, their physician's assistant in the mall one day, and they ran up to her and hugged her. Oh, God. Okay. Well, um, but, so but I like, think, he's, like, seems really comfortable with her, though, too. Like, there's a dynamic between them that's comfortable. Yeah, it's like he knows yes. her. Yes. And that happened with Carolyn and, the, and Chris, too. So it's like, do they just, does everyone just... Why do you told, have to bring him up? Right. Why? Never mind. Let's move on. That broke down Buck Rogers. Okay. So I, I'm going to not going to lie to you. Like, it's hot seeing Charles with these kids. I knew like, you'd he's say being that. a I knew good say that. dad. Jenny, that's, that's a thing. That's a thing. That's a thing. Okay. It's a thing. Women, mothers, 
mothers, okay? Not just any woman, mothers. Think it's real hot when a guy is a good dad. Um, like when they're yeah, running, when around, playing running around playing with the kids. I just yeah. see that and I think, you just touched kids. Don't give me a fucking cold or, like, lice. Wow. Wow. So if someone was nice to, so if somebody hot was nice to my kids, let's say Jeff Goldblum came over. Okay. And he's rolling around playing in the yard with my kids. You would want him to shower and hose himself down before touching you. If it's your kids and I know that they're clean, fine. What if it's a bunch of boys? No, he has to shower. <laughs> You're, I mean, your kids are 14 year old girls. Like, if they were six, uh, maybe. Okay. They're a little All gross right. then. Okay. All right, Jen, mistake number two. He's overly nice to the children. Yes. And he knows that's hot. He knows it. Well, he knows that that's detrimental to the kids, long term. Like, if they get all attached to him and then he just vanishes forever. Yeah, because he's here 24 hours. You could be nice to kids. Like, here's my thing is boundaries. Like, if Jeff Goldblum came over and was nice to your kids, (laughs) that's fine. If he's rolling around the yard with them, what the fuck, dude? You just met these people. Timmy might be like, why is Jeff Goldblum <laughs> rolling around our kids? <laughs> and my kids are like young women, so that would be really That would be really weird. weird. That would be extra weird. Right. Like, I'm talking about your kids being eight. I'm thinking of it like that. Uh, Gen X, this is why I would like to really make sure everyone knows Jeff Goldblum is not a pedophile. <laughs> All right, the kids go off and play, and Leslie, I have this scene on video that I'm going to be putting in the Mimi Beast because it's enraging. Leslie asks Charles if he's married, and he says, yes, he has five kids. And I had to go like, one, two, three, four. Oh, yeah, they do have five kids. Yeah. She says her husband wasn't always like this. She says she shouldn't, but then she's like, I shouldn't be talking to you like this because you're a stranger. This is what I'm saying. Like, there (sighs) seemed to be no sense of, like, oversharing with strangers. Charles flashes her a smile and says, sometimes it's easier to talk to a stranger. Uh, Is this mistake number three? Mistake number three. Okay. Yep. Mistake number three, Charles, never be the shoulder to cry on. Bad move. Leslie says, Harper was a fine husband and good with the kids, and he spoiled them and loved them, especially Michael, the oldest. Harper and Michael were super close, but one day Michael fell off a horse and died, and I wrote, Jesus Christ. Another horse accident. Yeah, there's quite a, there's quite a few. Yeah. Uh, and I wrote, was Doc Baker the attending physician? <laughs> <laughs> Charles then confides in her about Charles Jr. that they lost him five years ago. Mistake number four. Okay. What are you doing, Charles? Stop being vulnerable. Whipping out the old Charles Jr. <laughs> that sounds sexual. I don't. Charles, keep Charles Jr. to yourself. <laughs> don't whip out Charles Jr. Oh, gross. <laughs> gross. I bet Leslie wanted him ew, to whip out Charles Jr. Ew, ew. Definitely Jr. You know what? You know why I'm going ill, ill, ill? Because you know I love Charles. So I shouldn't be saying ill, ill, ill. But like when I think about Charles Jr., I think about like it would smell like cigarette smoke and whiskey. Oh, it definitely <laughs> smells like cigarette smoke and whiskey. And like sweat. Ew. Like it wouldn't be great. Okay. It wouldn't be great. All right. Okay. All right. So Charles then launches into a sermon and says, faith will help a person get through things. And she's like, how do I get that faith, Charles? And he's like, you get faith by wanting it bad enough. So let me get this straight. You get faith by having faith in faith. I mean, so you have to have faith that you can get faith. Yeah, that's how, I mean, how else would it work? Okay. You can't have scientific evidence that there's faith. Cannot. That night at supper, Jen, mistake number five. Am I on five? Yes. Yeah. The kids and Charles are eating with Leslie. No sign of Harper. Don't eat dinner with another man's family when he's off getting drunk in the saloon. Carolyn did this and you went ballistic. Yes, I did. I'm going ballistic now. Okay. You don't, I went ballistic because I felt that broke down handyman should not have had dinner with that family. People used to eat dinner at each other's houses all the time. It's not no, like they had these stop it. Everywhere. Stop it. Where else is he going to eat? That's where he's staying. What do you want him to do? 
eat in a corner on a weird stool? Jenny. <laughs> I don't know why he's on Not a weird only stool. did that two bit scumbag handy boy eat dinner with Carolyn and the kids, but he touched Pa's fiddle. Do you not remember? Charles Jr.? <laughs> no. No. Pa's real fiddle. Ew. I didn't see Charles going into a cabinet and grabbing Harper's musical instrument okay. and playing it. All right, this is getting gross. <laughs> Everything is in you, I know. <laughs> I mean, that's a Gen X thing, too. Okay. So, Charles, so the kids are like... Mistake number no, six. No, wait, hold on. Yeah, mistake number six is coming up here, guys. Mistake number six. The kids want to stay up and see their dad, and Mom's like, he has to work late. And the kids are like, every night? Yep. Charles is like, I'll take you guys upstairs and tuck you in. No! No! You're right. He's doing exactly He's doing what the handyman Chris did. Chris didn't do that. Chris didn't put the kids to bed. Chris didn't go... Oh, that was... <laughs> That was Mr. Sims who oh, made an Lord. advance. Okay. It made an advance on Laura. He advanced on Laura in her loft. Mr. Sims, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Look, Mary and Laura's loft, no one over the age of 20 should cross that threshold, except for Charles and Carolyn. That's it. No Mr. Sims. No Mr. Edwards. Why is a 20-year-old okay? loft, guys. <laughs> Why is a 20-year-old okay? That's a little weird. Because... Mary would probably be dating a 20-year-old because she's like 16 or 17. Okay. All right. So Charles is doing all the wrong things. I mean, they're the right things if you're trying to seduce anyone, but they're the wrong things to do. Can we agree with that? Yes. He's just, does he not know? What does Alicia say? She says something here. Okay. So they have a casual conversation about Tom's bedwetting. (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. Charles says something, and then they're fine, and they're, everything's okay, and the world's fine. And I just call Yeah, bull- like, dream a dream. He wants them to give them a dream. I call bullshit so, on this. There's no way like, he just says one sentence, and, like, their lives are solved. Is Charles some kind of necromancer now that he can, like, imp- is that the right term, Jenny? You you're, you deal in the dark arts. <laughs> is a necromancer, like, somebody who can plant ideas, dark ideas in your mind? No, I don't think that's it, but okay. Or are they somebody who controls the dead? I think it's controls the dead. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> Charles is not a necromancer. <laughs> so Charles is not a necromancer and Jeff Goldblum is not a pedophile. Again, just keeping score here. Okay. So Tom asked Charles, like, will my bedwetting really stop someday? Nope. And Charles is like, I promise it will. And I wrote, what is happening? He solved his bedwetting with one sentence. Jenny. In the in the age of in the world of toxic masculinity, would a ten year old boy confide in a total stranger in front of his sister? No, that he wets the bed. Nope, not a million years. Nope, no. Okay, I used to wet the bed. Ew. I wouldn't have told a stranger. I don't remember that. How do I not remember? Yeah, that? I did it for like I want to say two or three weeks when we first moved into our new house. I don't. Remember and you that. shared a bed with me. How do I not remember? That? I blocked that out of my memory. I have to talk to my therapist about that. Yeah, I'll I'll write her a script. I'll write some notes down. She can talk to you about it. So now we have Leslie downstairs, and she's like, "I'm so sorry about what happened today." Charles comforts her. I wrote, I've stopped counting the mistakes. This is another one. Yeah, I just call her Mrs. American Gothic. Like, she looks like that chick she from does, American Gothic. She does look just like her. You're right, 100%. Now we have some real bad stock footage of a bunch of horses coming across a field. <laughs> it does not even look like this was shot in that decade. It looks like it's probably footage from Bonanza. It probably is. Yeah. There's like 150 horses. horses. Okay, so Harper tells Charles the army has ordered a thousand horses from him. And I wrote, where is he getting all these horses? By combining two horses to make a third horse? Do you just keep making like, do you have like a horse hump farm? They breed them. They breed them. What do you think they do? They breed them. I don't know. It's a little crazy for me to think that one man has all these horses. So Harper tells Charles he's going to have his men pick out the best ten, and then they could settle down. Then Charles gets home, Jen. 
And I wrote, broke down Carolyn has made a pie. Yeah, okay, nice try, Leslie. Jesus Christ. So Charles pulls the pie from the oven. Mistake number seven. <laughs> and says, I don't want you to burn your pretty hands in that oven. He doesn't talk like that to other and people. Why, why is he pulling the pie out of the oven? Know. Did you ever see him do that for Carolyn? Nope. No. No. If I were Carolyn, when he got home, he'd have a nice steaming blueberry pie right in his fucking face. Yeah, if I got wind of this. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, I haven't had a compliment like this in a long time. Oh, my God. Because, guys, you know if he's neglecting his kids like this, he is sure shit neglecting Well, her. and I just want to say that Carolyn never told Chris he was handsome. Are you sure about that, even when they were sitting out the creek? Yeah, positive. She wouldn't do that. Not like Charles. Not like cheating Charles. Do you remember the fight Laura and Carolyn had in the barn? Or Mary, Mary and Carolyn. Carolyn had in the barn? Mary's like screaming at her, calling her a whore, basically. It's kind of crazy. All right. So later, guys, Leslie comes downstairs and she's all dressed up in one of those like whorish dresses where you could see her ankles in the top you of her You see her neck. ankles and <laughs> her chin. <laughs> and she does look very nice. Yeah, she does. And Charles is like, well, look at you. Mistake number what? Eight? Nine? Ten. He, he could have just said, oh, you look very nice. Yep. He didn't have to smile in that little charming way and go, well, look at you. Because let me tell you something. Michael Landon could do that to me. I'd be going home with him in five seconds. <laughs> so as predicted, the husband comes home and walks right past her. Yep. He doesn't want any of her cooking even. And she spent all day making that food. Yeah. But you think, we don't know what to she, be fair, do you think she would learn by now to, like, not put an effort in? I guess. And just divorce So, them. Charles decides, so she runs out and she's all upset. Now, Charles could go into Harper at this point and be like, what the fuck, dude? Mm -hmm. Like, your wife dressed up all nice and she made a nice dinner for you. But instead, he chooses to run out the door after Leslie. Right. Mistake 10. All right, so he's comforting her outside, and Tom comes up and interrupts them. And once Leslie leaves, Tom's t Tom tells Charles, his mom cries a lot. Tom tells Charles, his mom cries a lot. I thought that was Jason Bateman for a quick, for a hot minute. You know what? It did kind of look like him, and I was wondering the same thing. Okay. Charles decides to let Harper and Leslie, like, work this out. So he's going to take the kid on a horse ride, just like the one that killed his older yeah, brother. Yeah, that was kind of mm -hmm. stupid, Charles. And it's an intimate ride. Like, I never see him ride with Laura or Mary like this. Like, he puts them in the saddle with him. Yeah. Right in front of him. Well, I mean, with Laura and Mary, it always tends to have the wagon around. That's true. We've never really seen him ride just on the horse. So, they get home and Harper's flipping out. How many times did I tell you not to get on a horse? And he smacks the guy oh my, he or smacks the kid, the kid. Oh my right God. across the face i thought Slaps. charles was gonna fly into hero mode <laughs> this is this whole so, episode was like a slow hero mode burn you're right you're right it's a big ego trip so the men have a fight and charles says harper you don't treat tom like a son any man can have a child doesn't make him a father oh my God. Woo! burn Harper goes inside and he pours a drink. He's like, that Charles Ingalls, he's an asshole. And he pours a drink and Leslie freaks out and slaps the glass from his hand and it shatters. <laughs> and I wrote, uh-oh, this could get real ugly. But I guess if you're going to have it out, you should do it while Charles is there. You should just do it, yeah. And while Charles is there, because he'll make sure, like, nothing crazy goes down. So they fight over the dead son and Leslie says she's leaving him. She's divorcing him. She's divorcing him. It took a stranger coming to the house. Jen, again, Charles has been there at this point one night. So Charles just broke up this family. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She's like, the kids deserve better. Now, this is this is the greatest part because Harper goes, so it's Ingalls? You're leaving me because of him? And she's like, no, I'm leaving you because I have to. And then she runs up and tells Charles she's leaving. And can she get a ride when he leaves in the morning? And I wrote, w wait a minute. We're still letting Charles stay the night? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't have happened. So she says she isn't leaving because of him, but she does envy his wife. This is the, I just wrote down, this is the most over-the-top egotistical garbage. 
it's pretty bad. The next morning, it's pretty grim as the kids come out to confront Charles. They're like, listen, we didn't tell you the truth, dude. Our dad's an alcoholic. (laughs) And he drinks because he's sad. And the kids tell Charles, like, can't you fix this? Can't you give our pa a dream to dream? It's like Freddy Krueger, Dream Warriors. It really is. So Charles walks in and he and Harper settle up for the horses. And Harper says he doesn't know if he should beg Leslie to stay or kick Charles's ass. But either way, he doesn't know how to make someone love him. Charles says, did you even really try? And then they have the most awkward sale of horses ever recorded. <laughs> it really is. It really is. It really is. All right. So, so basically, like, Charles just lets them have it. And then Charles decides, after talking to Harper, like, he realizes Harper does love Leslie, but he's just beating himself up over the death of his son. Because he keeps saying, I killed my own son. And it has, yes. and then there's something to do with the bill of sale. And then he keeps saying he killed his own son. I don't know what was happening. <laughs> that was super weird. Next time I sell something on eBay when they come over, I'm going to start just pouring out my secrets to him. And then Timmy and I are going to get into a wicked fight. And then I'll do the sale in the middle of it. <laughs> you have to write the receipt like you did the other day. <laughs> Longhand. So Charles goes outside and he tells Leslie, get out of the wagon. I decided I'm not taking you because now I've decided I've interfered in this too much. Too late. What? Too late. You might as well just give her a ride now. (laughs) Now you're going to make her walk the town after you wrecked her whole marriage. Right. You're going to send her back into the house now? You douchebag. All right. So he tells her, look, he really does love you and you really love him. And needing someone and loving someone are very different. And I think Harper is ready to love you. And the whole time, Jen, they're having this chat, Charles has his hand on her face. I know. Like he does to Carolyn. Like he's grabbing her chin. Like why is he touching all these strangers like this? I don't know. She walks back in. She announces she's not leaving. And Harper says, quote, this is so romantic, Jenny. You'll be all over this. I won't make any promises and I won't plead, but I'll try. Deal? (laughs) And she's like, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Then he goes and tells the kids they don't have... Charles goes and tells the kids they don't have to live in a hotel tonight. So they go... Oh, Tom jumps out of the wagon. He hugs Charles and he's like, thank you. I will never forget you. Now, the whole time, Tom has been calling him Mr. Ingalls. Yeah. But now as he's running into the house, he turns around and literally yells, I love you, Charles. Yeah, what the fuck? This is ridiculous. This and is I ridiculous. wrote, come on, <laughs> this is even too much for me. Ridiculous, Michael Landon. <laughs> ridiculous. Charles then drives home, dragging ten horses behind How him. do you... I was mesmerized by this part. How me do you too. ride eleven horses? Me too. How's he that even... packed up that team, How's Jen. That... He packed that... up five teams. That's like, that's like <laughs> an extra large, like, priority overnight pack up mm-hmm. of that team. That's a 20-piece nugget. As opposed to a five or six. <laughs> it's actually 11 piece nugget. So Laura's voiceover tells us that Paul got a letter from the Harpers two years later. <sighs> oh, this is ridiculous. Guys, I'm just going to. Here, they had another son who they named. Now I'm going to pause for everyone to say it at one time. Charles Michael Harper. They named his kid Charles. This guy was with them for like 48 hours. Jenny, whose fault is this? This is cheating Charles's fault. (laughs) This is Charles' fault. A hundred percent. I mean, we laid it out. He made, what, 11 mistakes? At least. Oh, my God. It's the worst. Like, you think it should be Harper's fault, but it's not. It's Charles's fault. Like, this whole thing going down was his fault. I feel like they're just really floundering this season. Like season six picks really back up. Season does it? Five, does it? Are we sure? Do we know that? Well, I know Edwards comes back. Oh, thank God! Thank God! So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we're gonna get the whole manly thing. So yeah. like, there's gonna be a lot okay. going on. But this season is just like unless unless Almanzo comes in this season. I mean, it's just I a, can't see that though. It's already episode twenty two. It's a pile of garbage. God sister was a pile of garbage, and it hasn't gotten better. I, I don't know what Dom Batlick, your shop teacher, did. <laughs> is he an agent of Satan? I don't know what is happening. But 
the god sister was probably the worst hour and a half of my life it hasn't gotten these are and i have twins guys these last couple of episodes like they're not better but they're at least i don't feel like i'm hallucinating right yeah. right right yeah okay so i agree with you this is charles fault 100 percent. so at the end of every episode jenny and i look back on a theme or a lesson or something we took from the original airing or something we saw in the rewatch we talk about how it impacted us, maybe how it resonated in our generation. We call it our wides designed to finish the sentence Gen X. This is why. Jenny, what is your why for this episode? First of all, did you remember this episode? No. Okay. Not really. Okay. But I What's think the lesson here is this is why you don't judge someone too harshly. Okay. Because you could just think he's a crazy alcoholic, this Harper dude. But it's mm-hmm. really coming from, like, a place of loss and pain, right? He pain. just needs therapy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's just, he he's um, self-medicating. Yes. Um, it's funny because my why is similar. So my why is, this is why organizations like Al-Anon are so vital to a family and a community. Yeah. Because people don't always have the resources to leave. Like, everybody's always like, oh, he's an alcoholic, just leave. Or she's an alcoholic. People don't always have the That's resources to, to do, do that. for a lot of people, yeah. Especially, you know, if you're um, a, a stay-at-home mom, you have two or three kids, you have no family, how are you going to leave somebody and just go out and start on your own? Well, and there's, but, there, you know, like, my side of it, like, the thing I was talking about is, like, there's, a lot of these people aren't too far from being okay, right? Like, it's one thing if, right. if he got help and then was back on the wagon. And like, just, you know, like a lifetime could never... And it's another thing if he laid a hand on her. If he laid a hand we on her. We have no evidence of that Or if the person doesn't here. want help or wants help, like, right. doesn't want to help. Right. I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get that vibe. Like, he just, you know, like, you have to give people a chance, I think. But if they aren't helping to move themselves forward or to fix the problem, then, yeah, you should leave. And, you know, it's yeah. not, it's not easy to do that. It's not easy to do. And this is my point is, you know, I had a friend when I was growing up whose mother was an alcoholic. And I used to go with her to Al-Anon meetings because she couldn't leave. She was the only child of this single mother. And she has said to, had said to me many times, and the mother was abusive. She had said to me, like, if I leave, my mother's going to be dead. Like, I'm the one thing keeping her alive. So she would go to Al-Anon meetings and sometimes I would go with her and they were just so helpful for Mm -hmm. her because they help you to understand like that behavior is not about you. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And you're kind of limitless in what you can do and what you can take responsibility for. So like it really just supports the people who are living with the addict. If, If you have to live with the addict, there's a lot of support. Yeah, like none of this was about the wife or the kids. No. And if the wife was going to Al-Anon or something, maybe she would have recognized that. Mm-hmm. That the behavior is about the alcoholic, not her. And and about Michael. The ghost of Michael. Right. On the horse. Yeah. Well, and Riding it, off into the sunset. If people not dealing with their emotions mm-hmm. and just shoving it down, thinking it'll go away. But Al-Anon, Jen, was founded in 1951. So. Hmm. Wasn't available to Leslie. Nope. And Tom and Sam. So Tom's just going to lay around and piss the bed, and Leslie's just going to hit on, <laughs> mac on strangers. <laughs> but, like, to, even Tom pissing the bed, like, that, could, cool. that could be, be related. Yeah. strife from what he's experiencing in his home. Totally. 100%. Maybe Alicia's desire to be a witch comes from that. Oh, wait, her name is Sam in this episode. Right. Yeah. All right, Jenny, so why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? Next up is Season 5, Episode 23, Mortal Mission. Determined to make it through the winter season, a pair of men earn money by selling tainted wheat meat to Walnut Grove community. Several townspeople later become infected with anthrax, including Laura, Albert, Adam, Alice, and Nels. The victims are confined to the blind school, and with time running out to help them, Charles and Jonathan go to retrieve some, mes- some medicine. So there's going to be some motherfucking hero mode going Okay, on now wait one. a minute. Let me, let me explain. I'm only laughing because when Jenny and I were talking about... Like, we go through and we decide which episodes we're going to do and which we're going to skip. I was telling her about this, and I said, Jenny, the picture for it is Doc Baker sweating and looking all scared. We have to do it. <laughs> I mean, of course people you, are going to die. He's not going to know what to do. With anthrax? That's too advanced for him. Doesn't even know what's anthrax. Now, 
Do you still have the description up or no? Yeah. Who are the people who get sick? So the people who get sick are Laura, of course. Oh, no. Because she was up in someone's business. (laughs) Albert, Adam, Alice. Oh. You're fucked if your name starts with an A. (laughs) I know. I was just thinking that. And Nels. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Harriet is just going to let him fucking die. Winoka Nels gets sick. She's just going to let him die. She's going to call Doc Baker, knowing that's a death sentence. Hmm. Doc Baker, Interesting. It should be a good one. should be some hero mode. Okay, guys, thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, if you want more content, please consider joining our Patreon feed. It's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash Gen X This Is Why, or you can find it in our show notes. We do one blockbuster every month. What did we do for September? Oh, Young, Young Guns, Guns 2. 2. Mm-hmm. And for October, we'll be getting some suggestions for our scary movies like we always do. And then we're doing an episode of The Love Boat. So you get two episodes a month. And um, if you want to interact with us, join our Facebook group, the Mimi Bees, M-E-M-E. You can also find us on all the socials, and that's all in the show notes. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. If you'd like to support Gen X This Is Why, please consider joining our Patreon service. For $5 a month, you can help us pay for new equipment, promotion, and hosting fees. Jenny and I are trying to keep our podcast commercial free for as long as possible, and your generosity helps us do that. For your donation, you'll have access to our entire back catalog of Patreon episodes, including Mystic Pizza, Jaws 3D, Teen Wolf, and Dead Poets Society. We also published six after-school specials, including Stoned with Scott Baio. Currently, we are re-watching The Love Boat, and that is airing for the first time this month. If you can help, please consider subscribing. The link is in the show notes and on our website, genxthisiswhy.com. If money is tight, hey, we get it. But if you love us anyway, please just help spread the word. We appreciate that just as much. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.